Alright, well hey Gundamaniacs, welcome to the latest Gundam Explained podcast. I think it's easier for me to say latest than to think what number am I at, right? So, um, <laughs> 63 but, for the record. Yeah, that's right. It, it, the only reason was, I was thinking about that today because I was like, oh 64, Nintendo 64. I mean, why would I, but so then I'm like, okay, episode 64 and I'm making the thumbnail and it's like, no, it's 63. So I'm like, let's just drop the numbers. Um, yep. No, not really, but um, yeah, let's see. I'm going to put on my old type eyewear real quick and I'm going to see who is in the chat. We've got Armadi and Hansen. Good to see you. We've got Jedi Sela, uh, this old Gundam. Good to see you. Mad Matt, the heavy metal mecha pilot, uh, metal Neo, uh, uh, Zionic Fenrir and Lucas Garrett. Well, good to see everybody. We got a cool yeah, show. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cheers for, for sure, especially for you. We got a favorite uh, coming up. Sneak peek behind, but um, there's a lot of cool announcements that came out today. So we're going to talk about that here shortly. Uh, Gumpless stuff. There's also some news about movies and shows. Little stuff, but kind of interesting. So I'll get into that as well. Um, and you know what else is there to talk about? Well. Um, We've got the Patreon, Discord, links in the description. We just had the movie night um, this past weekend for F91, so that was really cool. Um, and that kind of, uh, it worked out good because this was the time frame that I wanted to get my F91 uh, video out there. Actually, let me change the screen real quick. Um, yeah, it all kind of lined up really nicely. Yeah, because... <clears throat> Because I want to touch on victory soon, so it's like I wanted to get F91 done, um, and then yeah, get to victory, but then I want to go back and work on Thunderbolt, do some reactions for Thunderbolt and Origin, because all that stuff. Oh, is yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and just real quick, since I'm already on the screen, I also had the video up of the metal build crossbone, which was awesome. Another late UC uh, thing uh, that's pretty cool. Um. But yeah, what I wanted to uh, talk about real quick is just some... Oh, you know what? Let me... I'm looking at the stream, and it's like my uh, graphics are all messed up. But last night, I was supposed to go to see um, uh, Cuckoo's Doan's Island. And oh, I hate hearing supposed to. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not too big of a deal, but it's just like both uh, the kids were under the weather and... Or no... My wife was under the weather, the youngest was under the weather, and it was just one of those where, eh, it's just enough things going on, I'm not going to go to the movie um, with him, and then leave my wife, you know, so I just didn't go. <laughs> Luckily, I've seen the movie, and it's really cool, I just um, really wanted to see the English dub, but apparently that's going to be coming out um, uh, yeah, sometime. Yeah, get our hands on a Blu-ray of that, because, yeah. I, you know, that's what they did for, like, Thunderbolt, and, um, I mean, they never released any print copies of hathaway's flash did they not in the u.s that's a shame but I, yeah I, and you, you gave me I an idea though. It, even though yeah. i wasn't a huge fan of hathaway's flash it would have uh, been a nice you know something to add to my collection yeah i was even pricing it when it when it came out but it was never it was like hats on netflix for now but uh, that gave me a good idea i, I want to try to find maybe i don't know if this is possible the the dub might be a, a an SRT file or whatever someone has online that I can download and match it with my Blu-ray that I have ripped. You know, I'd I'd like to check that go. out and see if that's a possibility. But and there's some more news about that stuff on, on the shows and all that I want to get to here a little later. Um, let's see what's going on in the chat. Um, well, Neon Garrett, Wave. 
Hope What's that, that your wife and kid get better soon, Adam. Oh, you know, so, they're fine. They're yeah. playing games in the living room. It, it, again, it was like not a big deal, but it was just enough where I was like, yeah, I should. One of those 24-hour bugs. Yeah. 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 I, I'm glad that they're well, though. Okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, me too. Um, It, it makes it easier to enjoy our hobby. Uh, but, you know, speaking of stuff going on this week as well, I got the real grade God Gundam. And I have, uh, I don't know if it's focusing on them. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's trying to. I um, did some panel lining, some decals. Uh, once that looks good, I'll do a top coat on it. But I'll do a review of, of it. Um, it's been a while since I built a real grade, and it was actually a very pleasant build. It, it, it just seemed like a, a high grade just with more stuff. And that's not a bad thing. The latest high grades have been pretty good. Anyway, so yeah, they yeah, have. it's uh, they, they've definitely stepped up their game, so yeah. And well, what about you? Any um, Gumpla you've been working on this week? Well, you know, still cracking away at the old Isaac that I've been working on, and uh, of course, putting together the um, the 3D prints for the high mobility Zaku 2. But uh, it looks like I'm probably gonna have to put some Gumpla projects on hold here soon, right. Oh, really? Why? Because you're going to be building the Master Grade Zeta Verka, or I, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> is is anybody excited? I like I'm. Did, did, did was there something announced? Because I I didn't hear about anything. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I can't believe all the announcements, <laughs> and we'll get that. We'll get to that here shortly, uh, actually. But yeah, I a lot of what um they announced, I was like surprised about um. Yeah, but it's you know a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Yeah, there you go. We always need those references. Um, th- but I always say they. I, I I always say they, and it's like they all their at those announcements they made is like the Illuminati's like here's some Gundam info, <laughs> and then they disappear, and it's like it does uh, feel like that. I should be saying Bandai uh, announced some stuff, but uh, I'm gonna move on real quick. Um, so something cool. On the screen is, you might have seen this in some of the places, this is like a logo I'm now going to use for Gundam Explain to have it branded with like a symbol instead of worrying about the word Gundam and Explained everywhere. So like on social, you see it. That's way it's a, a good idea to see, hey, this is from Gundam Explained. Uh, so you know what uh, tier of lore you're getting. But no, I'm joking. Um, it well, was it's, pretty. It's a good like watermark option, you know, yeah. like. It's awesome. It's it's a very iconic, recognizable sort of glyph that exists out there. So, yeah, and, and it's cool because I, you know, I've always been into graphic design, did a little bit professionally, but not to the degree you do. And I love like your logo. And I was like, man, what should I do for this? So you helped me through the process, kind of brainstorm. And um, one of the reasons I went for something like this is I'm, I'm a fan of like, yeah, glyphs or logos on things. Like I love like Bloodborne has like this logo that yeah. when you see it, you know, it's Bloodborne, even though that's from Berserk in a way, you know, it, it pulls from that. But so does a lot of things. Um, symbols are that anyway. But um, no, yeah, anything I, you can get a tattoo of. Right. Yeah, that's like, yeah, you know, it's you like, wouldn't want to get a tattoo that just said Gundam explained. But like I could see myself getting a tattoo of something like this. You know, it's exactly the same thing with T-shirts, stickers. It's like I wanted to be able to have cool stuff that you'd want to put on your mat or wear. And so, yeah, I came up with this uh, 
this idea you kind of helped me with it um adding the little professional touch on it um but yeah um i like it i love see this is the part of content creation i like i like it when i make something and then i can see it and be like oh this is mine <laughs> <laughs> but, and hey, but, I'm just saying it, it would make a good sticker, look yep. good on a T-shirt, maybe. Exactly. Know. In fact, just some like, ideas. Well, I haven't tested this out for sure yet, but below this video, there might be a link to the store, and it has shirts. It has some with like just a plain logo, uh, but it might have these options, or the link will take you there. I haven't really promoted that stuff yet because I'm still just toying around with it. But if anyone has any uh, suggestions, um, let me know. Lucas Garrett saying I might make it my wallpaper uh, for my laptop. Okay, that's cool. That makes me think I should get some of my like action figure photography shots that turned out real well. Slap this on it and yeah, give it out uh, for uh, wallpapers and stuff. There you go, oh. man. And it's it's an iconic blue. You know, I would yeah. I would go so far as to say that you own this blue. The, this yeah. is Gundam explained blue. There's yeah, like, totally. Yeah, know, there's that's there's how cobalt. I'm... There's uh, Cerulean, <laughs> and then there's Gundam Explained Blue. <laughs> yeah, GE Blue. Yeah, that's the... Uh, no, I, it it's true. When I am working on design stuff for Gundam Explained, I'm always thinking about that blue, that blue color. Um, okay, um, Metal Neo saying, the logo is amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so let me show something else also. Uh, G-Watch, another little logo I made. Um, it'll probably look better on a black background, but uh, the purpose of this is it's for the Patreon. Uh, we're going to have an exclusive podcast on that's going to be called G-Watch. So if you're a supporter, um, you know, you'll get access to it, but also be part of the um, uh, uh, the chance or the potential to actually be on an episode where we'll decide what Gundam show we're going to watch and then, yeah, talk about it. So um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it should man. be fun. The watch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, and, you know, it kind of has the look of, um, you know, G, Gundam, but also, you know, uh, Witch for Mercury is coming out. So there's a lot of little uh, crossover there. Yeah, it's a little nod to, to the, the sort of Gundam aesthetic that exists out there. They they love their, yeah. you know, huge uppercase first yeah. letter and then. Yeah, doing all the like fancy stuff. I like that design elements. There's one I found today. And I meant to save it to show you later, but anyway, I'll get to that later. All right, so that's that stuff, guys. That's all that stuff. Okay, so real quick, um, who here is playing Evolution, and are you enjoying it? I said it is pretty fun. So, Stephen, have you bothered playing any Evolution? I haven't. You know, I, I looked at it, and I, I loved the trailers. It, it's, it's an exciting-looking game. It's just not for me. I get it. In fact, I haven't played it at all this week, um, and I, I think it's fun, but it's one of those more of I'm just in the mood to play it, I'll play it, but if not, you know. Um, yeah. But I just like that a bunch of people are enjoying it that are not Gundam fans. That seems to be what the main thing is, and that's pretty neat. That's, that's the big draw of it, for sure. And I, I'm with Zeonic Fenrir in the chat here. Uh, I, I would give it a shot on the console release. I'm not going to go out of my way to install a game. You know, yeah, when I'm not, I'm not generally a PC gamer to begin with. You know, that is a good console game, Gundam Evolution. That, that that's a good one, especially just getting that wide audience. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Zionic, Um, let's see. Or um, oh yeah, it's the same thing he said right here. Waiting for the console release. Roster wise, it's already improvement over SD Gundam Battle Alliance. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Evolution does have some very unique mobile suits. Um, yeah. Geronimo Martinez, it's fun when I'm not getting raffle stomped. I haven't heard that in a while. By people who apparently <laughs> live and breathe FPS, which is literally every match. Yeah, it can be pretty tough, but once you get the flow down, um, works. Iqbal Prasadana? Apologies. Yeah, seeing the MSN actions is one thing. Got my ass handed to me. Uh, every match is not. I think I'll stay with just building Gunpla while listening to people play the game. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, at least you can listen to people play it. Um, well, you know, it, it uh, th this started um, a very interesting conversation over on my, my Discord where we were talking about, like, you know, th there's a lot of games out there that are like team shooters, right? Gundam Evolution is one of those types of team shooters where sometimes you have game modes where you have a bit of like a uh, an objective, right? Like you have destroy the base or defuse the bomb, something yeah. like that. But at the end of the day, do those really feel like objectives or do those feel like superfluous optional things when the rest of the game is just a death match? Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Because at the right. end of the day, like, you know, kill more bad guys, win more more loot or whatever. Um, so, you know, we were talking about the idea of like what it might look like if there was a truly, you know, team cooperative game that had some like asymmetric objectives, like one team was supposed to defend an outpost while another team was supposed to rescue a captured, you know, ally, something like that. Um, yeah. things that would really drive you to think tactically. And one of the, the big things about that, no respawns. If you don't have respawns in your online shooter, then you might think a little bit more tactically about yeah. going into every gunfight that you find yourself in. Well, that's why, yeah, Counter-Strike got really popular and they do the other versions because that the match-based no respawn, uh, I, I think that and in Dark Souls is a good example of kind of more difficult, challenging gameplay mechanics people do like. Yeah. I think you bring up some good points. Um I, the asymmetrical multiplayer to like, uh, you know, there's the ones, you know, that do like evolve started it and ask for evil dead where there's, you know, the bad guy and then a bunch of good guys, but yeah, dead, dead well, by daylight where yeah. you, yeah, but one game. And I always bring this up when people talk about this, it's never been replicated is siphon filter Omega strain on the PS2 when the objectives were completely different things. It was like someone would go shut off a water valve. So the sprinkler system would stop so they can get the hard drive out of the computer. Like, that type of uh, co-op. And what it's got to be is there needs to be gameplay elements in a co-op scenario where players have to do something that's not necessarily specific to their character, but more interacting with the world that, like, someone has to say, hey, you need to go do that, or someone needs to choose to do this. Exactly. And, um, yeah, games need to introduce that a lot more. Yeah, siphon filter is a deep cut, man. That's a good. Oh yeah, that is a good throwback. I I love the siphon filter series. Yeah, I even played the PSP ones. <laughs> I played through and beat those. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, that. But well, that was back when I worked security, and I would always have uh, portables. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Ian also uh, siphon filter fan. That's cool. Um. From Ryu Ganukami, God Stamen, hello, SD Gundam Battle Alliance and Gundam Evolution are currently being talked about, but it's a pity that cross-play between different game consoles is not possible for either of them. Yeah, and that That's is a very weird. good point. Even though I have seen developers start adding that in after the fact. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, oh, Ian is saying Days Gone is supposedly set in the Siphon Filter universe. That is fascinating. 
Yeah, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's see. Um, Other stuff about evolution from Sinister Pain. I've been having a great time, mostly losing, though. (laughs) I like how humble people are about losing. I mean, it's it's just one of those things when you play something competitive. Uh, Metal Neo, I wish I could get it. I do have a gaming computer, but it's mostly just for school, and so that stinks, but it looks pretty fun. If I uh, could get it, uh, I'll happily get it. And then LB, call of call of with MS. So call of duty with MS. No, thank you. It is really hard to have the MS feeling, just a skin for me. GBO2 is far better than realistic. And yeah, yeah, th- yeah GBO2 is definitely more for the Gundam fanatic, while Evo yeah. is just a marketing game. But um, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but uh, it was either Gundam No, Ta- no Context or um, Tank Double Zeta, but one of the two of them was talking about how you know, they were so close with the first person view, but instead of going for the cockpit view that you had in like 0079 Rise from the Ashes, they went for like a straight up first person shooter view, which isn't really immersive in the sense that Gundam, if you're going to play a first person Gundam game, you expect to see like the walls of your cockpit, at least Maybe in... your hands on the joysticks. Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it would be cool to see what the first-person interpretation of, like, the 360-degree panoramic um, cockpit frame of, like, the later UC mobile suits would look like. That's why, and I can't believe they haven't done this in VR yet, because I've played Squadrons. I played the whole entire game, even multiplayer, in VR with uh, joysticks, and that was so fun. Like, they— it's amazing. They, they need to have Gundam like that where I can wear the headset and I, yeah, the 360 cockpit, I can like look around. I want Steel Battalion, but Gundam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but with the VR, I could only imagine like if I get damaged enough and I look around and maybe a panel of the 360 thing is kind of messed up so I can't see, like that would That'd be, be awesome. Yeah. In, you know, another thing, and I talked about this with F91 is in, um, I keep remembering Rogue when I was having a discussion brought up the AMBAC system, like how if you were to play a Gundam game in that way, it would lend itself naturally to how it works where there's automated things. Like if you have the Gundam walk towards the weapon, it will automatically pick it up and stuff like that. Like you could play a game where you don't have to worry about little things like that, but still control um, the bubble suit. Yeah. I'd love that. Agreed. Um, Okay. Moving on. Um, you know, this is my bad. On the on the Patreon, I you know you can ask questions that I, I bring up on the podcast, and I just did it. It says three hours ago, um, but it's because a supporter actually reached out with a question, and I was like, oh, totally forgot. So, and I thought this was a good one. What Gundam show would you like to see remade with better animation or more episodes, or even have the uh, the story more fleshed out? And I'll let you think about that. And I I think an obvious one is 0079, so that's not fair. Zeta, yeah. I think it got some good animation added in the trilogy movie, so that's good. Um, it would probably be double Zeta to get its proper trilogy treatment. Um, yeah. And maybe even... If the ending of the Zeta trilogy is true, make it to where... He still maybe runs into Camille on that colony, and Camille can't, um, you know, he's not in a coma anymore. But maybe he just sits and talks to Judo, and he starts helping him that way with understanding his new type abilities or something. I don't know. 
But um, if not that, it, I think this would be like where they take F91 and make a proper show out of it. That That's what I think. What about you, Steven? Yeah, I think uh, Double Zeta is obviously a good choice because it does kind of feel a little bit bipolar the way that the the way that the show starts versus the way that it finishes. Right. You know, yeah. the, the tone shift that happens between season one and season two. But, you know, for all the reasons that you said, all that, despite the fact I would probably still want to see a full uh, treatment of Zeta Gundam just because. You know, the um, a new translation really kind of teased us with like, oh, well, we have some new animation for you and uh, we're going to yeah. throw it in towards the beginning. But then the rest of it's basically going to be about the same. We're going to change out a couple of the plot elements. Um, you know, it's interesting because the 0079 movie trilogy. Change more than the Zeta Gundam trilogy as far as the story goes, because, you know, you had. You swapped out like the G fighter for like right. the um, what was uh, yeah. it? The, it was the core booster, the, the jet core booster. Yeah, um, they 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 definitely tried to incorporate Sela more into the movie trilogy, where Sela mm. didn't get enough love in the series, and so that's that's another thing. You know, it's like, do we need another fully animated 0079 series? Probably. We're kind of on our way there with some of the yeah. origin stuff. Right. Hopefully, you know, we get that out of the origin because, you know, characters like Sela and Slegger are definitely getting a lot more love in yeah. origin than they did in the original series. Yeah, maybe, you know, I feel like there's ways you can incorporate Sela more into the stories that we've missed, even in Zeta, without changing the timeline as a whole, but maybe just more back story, interesting story of how she navigated you know, her brother being missing and then her like, you know, where is she within this world of Zeon is still, you know, it's still the Republic of Zeon, you know? So how is she yeah. feeling? You know, I mean, we get we get a very interesting view of Amaro in Zeta where, you know, he's kind of under house arrest and yeah. he's treated as this sort of outcast. But he's the only person from the white base that really gets ostracized to that degree. And, you know, you see right. Hayato, you see Kai, but. Sela's just kind of nowhere to be found in that in that mix. And so it would have been nice to get a little bit more of Sela's story leading up to Double Zeta and Char's counterattack. It would be really sick if they made some sort of story, and I'm gonna actually make it right now, okay? Where <laughs> after the end of 0079, Sela is trying to find a place and ends up being, I forget which colony she ends up going to. Remember, she becomes a nurse. Uh, yeah. I forget which colony it is. But um, the idea is she's trying to navigate and get out of the Earth Federation system without them finding out who she really is. Like, I think that would be, it just, that would be like a cool thriller show or something where it's like, Sayla, it, she has some help. People on both sides know who she really is. And they have to try to keep it secret. And then I'd like the idea of maybe someone finding out and then they're trying to expose her. And then so that causes some intrigue. That'd that would be, be sweet. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. Um, Artesia. Yeah. yeah. I um, you know, I came up with the story on my own because I have the high grade um Gundam Mark II that I was kind of modeling after the uh the Gundam Alex. I call it the RX seventy eight NT dash two instead of NT dash one. Okay. Um, and I have it in sort of my headcanon of like 
this was the Gundam that was intended for Sela when she joined the Titans. Because, you know, if Shar is going to join the Aug, then obviously Sela would be would fall on the opposite side of that spectrum. So, you know, where where would Sela find herself in the Titans? Would she be kind of like an Emma character or that, you know, didn't necessarily agree with all of their views, but, you know, maybe, or, or maybe she believes in their views, but doesn't agree with their methods, something like that. How boring would it be if I, if I was thinking she shouldn't fight anymore? <laughs> like she really just doesn't want to. Well, it, you know, it's kind of, it, th- that would be a great story angle because isn't that kind of what her foil to Amaro in 0079 was? Is like Amaro didn't want to fight and she oh. kind of made him in, on a lot of occasions. She's like, get in the Gundam because Bright says to, you know, you're our only hope, go fight. And even risked herself and went out yeah. and then that Amaro found out about that. Yeah, that was that whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, wouldn't it be ironic if the the fate that Amuro wanted, Amuro wanted to be, you know, a pacifist, wanted to stop fighting, wanted to stop being a part of war. Wouldn't it be kind of a cruel irony that Sela gets what Amuro wanted? Yeah. No, I think that would be cool. Yeah, especially because like where we see her end up in Double Zeta, if that is canon, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh... You know what I gotta say? I am. It's the Andor show. <laughs> I love it, and it makes me want to explore Gundam characters and not have to worry about action the whole time. Where where characters are involved in the world to such a degree, like I guess that's how I got into narrative much more afterwards because it it has that sort of stuff going on where people in situations they don't want to because of others' agendas and they have to tiptoe around things. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen Andor, but, um, you know, I enjoyed Rogue One for what it was. Um, You know, where do you go with a character like that 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 you know has a finite end? It's like... You know what they do? And this is what I think is always missing in movies is the filmmakers are... Focusing more on how do we make a an on-screen situation compelling and emotionally um, compelling <laughs> to the viewer. Like how yeah, I I feel like it's like if we're able to get at someone's emotion in some way, it you it could be a trope, but if if it's if it's executed well, that's all that is required. Because really, a lot of art is just the same thing redone. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's that's the thing about Rogue One, for instance, is like the whole the whole concept of Rogue One is you have to understand, like at the end of the movie, they have to. Well, spoilers out. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Do not, you know, mute me for a second here. Um, At the end of the movie, they have to deliver the plans because that is what happens in the immediate following movie. Yep. So like. You know exactly what's going to happen. So how do you, as a filmmaker, as a writer, create stakes that the character, or that the uh, that the audience can care about? That you know, how do you create characters that are still compelling, knowing full well that that the audience already knows where they're going. The characters know where they want to go, but yeah, you know, where do you... do you create that conflict and that tension? So it's a mix of, yeah, making it compelling, emotionally compelling. So that could be acting or whatever the risk is. But also 
It's something that George Lucas already applied in the original Star Wars in the first place was have like dialogue and interactions be based on the context of the world. So you might not understand what they're saying, even though you know what they're trying to get at their end goal, you know, talking about other planets or people. And so that's another thing Andor does. It's constantly as these characters are talking about their story, they're delivering nonsense and seriously like they're delivering nonsense about the world but they do it in such a believable way where you're like oh what's that place and then as a star wars fan you hear you're like oh that's this that's that um i would even think the last episode of andor had more easter eggs than all of mandalorian uh, <laughs> maybe could be it could be um well cool yeah that was uh that was a good one that's a that's a good question yeah okay what i want to get to now is all those announcements that were made. So, the main one, which I think is pretty cool, is that the, um, you know, let me do something with the browser. I might have not had it. Uh, this, uh, yeah, the version Kotoki Master Grade Zeta. Um, I think it was just the last week where we were all, like, guessing what it could possibly be. Yeah. Um, and I think Zeta was probably the last thing I would have guessed. Even though... Like it's it's one of those where it seems obvious just because it's like a, a main one that hasn't been made yet, made yet, but in terms of what Katoki would make, I I'd never thought it would be Zeta. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then I was just trying to think, I have that robot spirits um Zeta, and I forget if that's a Katoki, because I know it's real type markings. I'll have to Look at that later. But anyway, well, so... I know that um, Katoki had an interesting quote, and I brought this up on my Discord earlier today, is the, er, the, the quote that he said that I found very interesting about the Zeta Gundam is that there's no canonical transformation method for the Zeta Gundam. Um, you know, oh. when you see it transform in the anime, you get like a vague idea of what it looks like and what the components look like when it transforms. But it's not like, say, the unicorn, where the unicorn, we all know exactly what the unicorn looks like when it transforms from the unicorn to the to the Gundam destroy mode. Yeah. The Zeta Gundam, it's like we know what the finished product looks like. We know we know the two end stages, but in between is kind of up in the air. And so you know, this new transformation gimmick that that he's presenting to us is, you know, supposed to be like the new definitive version of that. Right. Ah, OK, oh. so I that I didn't know about, but that's what he was speaking on this, that they're actually thinking about the transformation. Yeah, I mean, the transformation is definitely like the number one gimmick with this. And, yeah. you know, because because we've got, you know, some kits out there, the perfect grade, the real grade. Even this little one two hundred scale um, high, I, I forget what exactly it's called. It's like HCFM model oh, kit. Those are the only models that can transform without like parts swapping, right? Um, and of course, like the the perfect grade Zeta was the first perfect grade that introduced transformation mechanics to the line. But all of them have a totally different mechanic to them. Some of them have like you know the waist can crunch in on itself some of them have the waist like kind of re rearranges itself um so you know it's it's all been like a how can we make this work um and yeah. and i think that katoki with this new master grade is saying i'm gonna do the most anime accurate version of this transformation that i possibly can wow that's interesting most anime accurate yeah because i never really thought about that with the zeta that i guess 
engineering wise when they were designing it they didn't have like a standard way when they'd make a kit it would transform like this and then they would animate it like that it, i guess what you're saying is originally they just it animated to transform but then when they had a model kit it was like okay how do we do it which is yeah. why and that's funny because out of all the transforming gumpla and robot spirits i have they're all fine except for the zeta like the zeta is the most annoying one uh the yeah. real grade is annoying I have the real grade, the high grade, the robot spirits, the metal robot spirits, the regular robot spirits actually doesn't transform. I also have the fixed figuration, and I have it transformed because it's the best looking Wave Rider mode in that scale I've seen. But in all of them, transforming it is like the... It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's like... So I really hope this is the case then with this that um, we finally get a good transforming Zeta. Yeah, that that's my hope anyway. Um, you know. Now and, and it sounds like that's what Katoki's going for with this particular design because you know, you look at it and it doesn't look anything, you know, it's it's not like some of the other Verkaz that we've seen where there's right. like a sharp design distinction from the other master grades that we might have. Yeah, because a lot of times these designs were just really to be more modern and current and updated, and the Zeta already kind of had that going for it. Really. Yeah. Um, now, is this already available to pre-order? Do you know? It is not. Uh, I've spent all day trying to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, but no, that, to, to my knowledge, uh, no, it's not available to pre-order just yet. But okay. over on um, the Bandai website, they have a lot of awesome information um, available, including the interview with Hajime Katoke hmm. uh, about, you know, the design of it. They've got a bunch of cool, like transforming graphics and like videos showing all of the ah. different mechanics and the gimmicks that are available on the kit. Um, I'm particularly excited about this. Not necessarily. Well, you know, obviously I'm a big Zeta fanboy, so, hmm. you know, I am excited that it's Zeta, but the, the amount of love and care that they seem to be giving this kit in particular, knowing that, that there hasn't really been a good Zeta kit. And it, it pains me to say that, but there really hasn't been a great Zeta kit. Um, you know. Yeah, is the Master Grade uh, 2.0 not that great? The Master Grade 2.0 is serviceable. It's definitely a little bit of a hand grenade. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of the components of it, because of the transformation, you know, the bot mode doesn't feel as stable as it possibly could. Um, and I think that Katoki addresses that in the interview where he talks about the design of it is he's like, you know, we have technology now that allows us to kind of like slide the chest plate out, which means that we can lo like lock the chest plate in when it's in robot mode, which allows it to be a little bit sturdier. And then you can unlock it and then lock it into the wave rider mode, which you know, it's like we're, we're basically trying to create something that's structurally sound in both forms, which. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because with the um, Wing Zero and the Rigazi Custom, both of those are transformable. And I mean, I guess in terms of the Robot Spirits version, Metal, and it, it it's like so easy. Actually, no, yeah. I've, I've transformed the Wing Zero high grade and it's so easy and it looks cool. Um, so I hope, I hope they're able to incorporate that. It's just the Zeta itself and the Wave Rider are two like remarkable designs in the first place. Like, and just to have them transform into each other, 
it, it's one because it was like one of the first transformable suits in the Gundam series. It's like it wasn't designed to transform. It was designed to be like on screen. Yeah. As a, you know. Well, let me ask you: Have you built any other Verka Gumpla? Uh, I've not. No, I, I've I've I almost bought the Psycho Zaku um, at a at Comic Con a couple years ago, but. I was like, uh, 90 bucks seems like a lot for a, for a master grade. I um, built the, and I've talked about this before, the V2 Victory 2 uh, yes, unit. Yes, the Victory. And, I've, I've heard a lot about this one because that one has a, a good transforming mechanism to it. Well, it, it, and here's the thing. It looks great, but it falls apart easily. <sighs> Even building it, like, the pieces were very specific to just make an end result. And not be like intuitive, which it doesn't need to be, to be honest. I've just gotten used to high grades and real grades for so long. A lot of the pieces intuitively are made to go together to build something. Whereas with, I don't know if it's with all Verka, but at least with the V2, you would get just these random pieces that really the intention was just to have an end result. Therefore, it made it seem very, uh, I don't know. I'm, I got to do a video on it. I want to do a video of the worst Gumpla ever and it's going to feature the hot the real grade zeta and the uh v2 um yeah 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 the the real grade zeta definitely has uh i think uh jedi sailor put it best in in the uh chat was there's a special place reserved in hell for the nerf herder that designed the real grade zeta <laughs> um i i couldn't tell you i mean I have two real grade Zetas because the first one I snapped the arm off just trying to build the damn thing. <laughs> damn. You know, um, so then that that makes sense to me because I didn't think there would be any reason for uh, Mr. Katoki uh, to make a, a Zeta. But if it's to revolutionize, he could put his, yeah, his kind of fingerprint on the transformation aspect. And, um... Okay, so the other thing was there was a Master Grade SD um, that was, well, I think it's in this video here. Um, and it's that, a, That's pretty exciting news, right? Like, yeah, Master like, Grade SD line. Well, here, here's why I think it's pretty cool is, and maybe you can see from this, like, even though it's SD, it's not like full-on SD. It's, you know what I mean? It's not like that weird SD that they look like minions almost it's like with this it, it it's like it still has some it's not too scale with itself but enough of the articulation uh and everything when you look at it like the full leg articulation it reminds me a lot of the uh the cross silhouette line um oh, which yeah. is because you and i have yeah. talked about this previously like where SD Battle Alliance isn't quite like SD SD. Like it's yeah. not like the small little chunky dwarf mobile suits. It's, it's got like, like some, this. yeah, you know, there there's some articulation there. So yeah. th that's pretty exciting that they're introducing this line. Personally, you know, I love it. Um, you know, the first the first kit is not one that I would partake of, but yeah. uh, but no. I'm I'm excited to see that it's a new line. Yeah, you know what, I, I and I, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I was curious what the size would be. I wonder if it would be something like a 1-100 scale, 
like you know like i don't know what sd scale is in one 100 you know what i mean so like if it's yeah big and it's like that that would be very fun am i like i, I especially if it had like an rx 782 or you know something you see but just having something even though again i'm not a fan of sd but this isn't fully sd and just building something at that size like this would be a fun project yeah that's, that's how i see it and you can do a lot of fun stuff with like uh with an sd kit of that size like you know the first thing that comes to my mind is like you have a huge head so obviously you can pack like a ton of leds into it oh yeah all different i types. mean you could you could really kit that thing out and make it look um you could make it look awesome yeah. because you know obviously the limitations of wired leds you know you kind of get your restricted articulation but like with an sd kit articulations kind of out the window to begin with so might as yeah. well yeah i'm curious about this yeah it's showing the eyes here how it has some sort of i guess plastic over it. yeah so they're or unless it's already doing like no it has like these like plastic things in there but i guess that could be something yeah you could totally put an led behind stickers oh, yeah. oh and all the places for the stickers i like that stuff the real type markings um yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so... and can we just talk about how the marketing materials for this uh, for this new Zeta Verka and the Master Grade um, SD Seed Suit? These are like night and day from like the old high grade Barbados like advertisements that we got. I wouldn't know. I'm one of those uh, relatively uh, new newbie uh, Gundam fanatics, so. These is... these advertisements are really taking it to the next level. Oh. I mean, I got to say, this is all exciting stuff. The way they're, I mean, all these different suits. Yeah, for instance, so, yeah, we saw Verka Zeta, Master Grade SD from Seed, and now, um, uh, I guess, January to March 2023 Gumpla lineup. So even more Gumpla. Uh, a full mechanics aerial. Which I don't know much about full mechanics. Do you? No, that's not a series. That's not a line that I generally yeah. collect. I'm sure there's a lot of like manipulating all of the little pieces of it, and it's a 100 scale, so you know. yeah, yeah, um, good stuff there. So there's this Mirasol flight unit, that, and it actually makes. Uh, there's not a better picture here, but it makes the aerial look more complete, like a Gundam, even though the color purple is. There's nowhere else on it. But just having it on the back, those thrusters, it really makes it look like a complete Gundam. Um, yeah, it, it definitely sets it apart from the other, um, you know, Lifrith units that you right. see in the prologue. Yeah, where it's all like thin profile stuff, like Eva unit. Yeah. Stuff. Um, you know, one thing, though, just makes me think this is just like DLC. It's like we get the aerial and then like, well, to really make it the full mobile suit, here's a thruster pack you can buy down the line. Well, and like IBO really set the tone for that with like all the different Barbados kits, right? Oh, it's like, okay. you know, well, you, if you really like the Barbados form four, then you're going to want the Barbados form six, and then you're going to want the lupus Rex. And so, you know, okay. when I you start introducing the, and, and they've been doing with the F90 kits, right? The, the, That's uh, right. The Master Grade yeah. F90 line has all of its different packs that you can collect to soup it up. Yeah, I uh, got to get into IBO. I don't know that stuff too well. But <laughs> this looks cool because it has, I, I like how it, mono visor in a way, I guess. But um, 
it has like the guy and like head thing at the top but also like it has almost like a samus arm but it opens up into three um this one another one that has that guy in look almost very unique designs here yeah yeah it reminds me a lot of um of that other suit from ibo why is the name escaping my the kamaris oh you know? okay yeah i don't know can't wait to get into IBO. <laughs> I'm just going to keep name dropping IBO stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this, whole, this looks sick. This looks like a simple, here's a uh, Zaku 2, you know, I don't know. It, it has G-Witch, a, G-Witch variant. <laughs> look at the name. That is like an excellent name if this is supposed to be like a grunt bad guy suit. Yeah. Zowart or Zowart? Zowart. Zowart, yeah, and looking like that, I like it. And then here's Sounds another... like something out of Double Zeta. Oh, this? Like, the, just the name, the Zoart. Oh, you know, in fact, a lot of these designs do look Double Zeta-like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gundam Lefrith... Or... Lefrither. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, another one. Gundam Lefrithorn. Okay, so these are like spoilers, I guess, if you think about it. Yeah. Which, you know, that's kind of... It kind of sucks because it's like yeah. the the idea that oh well I know there's another version of the Lifrith coming. Um, the, it's it's probably going to be uh, what's the main character's name again? I always I always forget it. Uh, Soleta. So, yeah, it's going to be Soleta's friends are all piloting different custom Lifriths, right? Yeah, that that's what it's going to be. It's it's like for for Bandai the um the the toy sales are more important than the lore. Yeah, in terms of in terms of like what gets revealed. Um so then there's this other master grade they announced. It's a Gundam Age. Again, another series I'm not familiar with, but the design looks cool. Um Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Are you familiar with Age at all? No, I didn't watch Gundam Age, but um but this definitely gives me some some full armor yeah. uh Thunderbolt Gundam vibes to it. It looks like a full armor Gundam just in age style. Yeah. No, I really like, yeah, the look of it. Um, yeah, can't wait to get into something like that. Okay, so this is cool. Apparently, they're creating the high grades for the, uh, was it Southern Cross Force? Yeah. Um, so it's That's like, awesome. is it that they're making, yeah, a Gumpla for each one? And not, I think I had guessed one time they would sell one, but it would come with all the option parts. But no, they're going to. So I I was noodling this out uh, over on Discord earlier as I was like, okay. is it going to be one kit with option parts? Is it maybe going to be two or three kits, kind of like the um, the Black Tri-Stars from oh, Origin, where you man. have like the Gaia Mash version and then the Ortega version? But if you look at the color separation on the on the art from the, you know, if you scroll up and you look at the color yeah. separation on the mobile suits, there's no way none of them share the same uh, color pal- palette. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah, there's it's variations. The, the chests are all wow. different. Yeah. So so even if they wanted to include option parts, they would have to include, like, three different chests, two different feet, you know, four different skirts. They they have to be individual kits. You know, and they have that sort of brown camo-ish look to it, so I think... Well, and then I look at this gray, right? Usually that's for promotional stuff. Would they yeah. really sell it to make it where you have to paint it and the camo? Uh, is there other Gumpla with camo 
already on it. And when you build it, the camo already lines up like that. Hmm. Is that that's no. very interesting. I mean, it's actually pretty cool that they would have them with that much detail. If they decide to go with that much color separation, they might just make them all brown and call it good. But Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. But this would, oh, man, I would love to get something like this because I love building, like, battle dioramas. So to have, like, these the five, and then I would just have Amuro there anyway, even though that didn't happen. Um, yeah. No, that is sick, man. This is, uh, and again, I, I didn't have too much time to look at all the news, but I did not see where to pre-order this. So I think it's still a ways off. Yeah, that that's all uh, TBD. But, um, man, and then that is. Zionic Frenner is saying, I like some of the Vagan designs from Gundam Age, which were rather weird and unique, but can't recommend the anime. The movie is a bit better, but requires knowledge of the series to understand. Okay, I, one day I'll do it. I'm yeah, there you go. Movie this. night. Yep, there, there you go. All right, so we saw that full mechanics, Gundam Ariel, the Verka. Oh, here's the other one. This is, I think, my favorite. It's the other, I guess, would be the GPO. You know, uh, right? Isn't that what this is supposed to be? Like the first one, the Blossom, perhaps? Or is this something else? But it's from the UC Engage game, which takes place during, you know, after the one-year war in Universal Century. And, I mean, this is a very forward-looking design for that time in UC. Yeah. But it's got the GPO shield. Like, that is definitely GPO-like. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this looks great. I, w I would totally get this. It's pretty sharp. It's got, you know, it, it's like uh, Exia and Zephyranthes had a baby. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I like it. Or I like maybe the like the G cell. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially yeah, with how the V fins are. You know? mm -hmm. but, it, so, but it's sharp. I, I really like that uh, that design. Yeah. And I just like that. Well, what I want this to do, one, I wanted the UC Engage to be in English anyway, but I want, and I, and I guess I could look into this, I want to find out more of that story of how this is involved during that time period. Um, cause yeah, on that UC engage app, they have all this animation that's modern, good animation. It's mind blowing to me yeah. that like, you know, some of the best anime that we have of Gundam on record currently is in a mobile game. Yeah. That's not even a worldwide, worldwide release. Like, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they haven't just pushed it out. Maybe it was way too complicated in its monetary mechanics that i don't know um clearly okay so i wonder if that was it i think that was it from main releases if there's anything else to anyone oh blossom is different this is uh a game original suit okay yeah, and i wonder the, what the blossom that... is the gp00 okay so um yeah if anyone then knows what the name of this is because this is RX seventy eight MS zero zero Z. I mean that sounds like a whole lot of different things, but it has the GPO yeah. shield. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's definitely part of that uh, that line for sure. It is okay. Yeah. Oh, Josue saying, do you guys 
think we will ever get a high-grade white base or Argama now. Technically. I guess, yeah, they have the um, launcher for the the deck. Yeah, launcher for the Argama. No, yeah, no, 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 that's... Or no, yeah. That is the Argama, yeah. They, they, they have both the white base and the Argama. Oh, they do have the white base. Mm -hmm. Oh, they do. They have the, yeah, the hangar deck um, mm -hmm. that you, yeah, that's right. But it's not the full ship. It's just, you know, one yeah. launch catapult. I saw a video on YouTube where a guy built a one and I forget what he said, scale white base, but it was like the top main thing. And it looked like really the bridge. Cool. Yeah. And he, in his video, he's, he built everything in the 3d program, printed it out, painted it. It's like, man. That's awesome. But, um, uh, let's see. Goose is saying you can buy a full size white base, and I've seen those uh, Gundam Converge or the you know they're like SD and they have like a white base with the characters. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna check again real quick if there's any other new announcements. So there's a, I mean, a lot Zeon. of plastic news. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of new plastic coming out. Lots of new plastic. I, I kind of like that because uh, um, there's all different stuff. There was like Gumpla for everybody. Um, yeah. I mean, but, they really hit for core demographics. Xeonic yeah. uh, Fenrir says in the chat that there was a Gundam collection of one to 400 scale series ships. Um, there's actually, it's one seventeen hundredth scale. There's oh, a, yeah. you know, they have an Argama, an Albion, a white base. Um, I have a Rulula. Uh, you oh, know, they cool. have like a whole one to seventeen hundredth scale line of, of Gundam kits out there. But it's all ships. And like the occasional, um, like the Dendrobium Orcus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, like, I like ship stuff so much. I just, I feel like that it's not, they don't have the right scale for that stuff, too. Like, I mean, they do, but something, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to have all this stuff in scale, right? Yeah. Um, so he here's what's interesting. This is th this guy, BJ, Zionic Scans. He does a lot of the translations for a lot of the manga. And so I report on a lot of this, this stuff. And he has something else, I guess, that was from uh, this Gundam Next Future where they're taking Hathaway, Thunderbolt, and narrative, putting them on TV, but they're actually cutting them into four episodes each, which that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I think, I think all of those would work great because I would love to see if there were like certain episodes of each one. It's like, oh, watch that episode. That will give you your fill of, you know, like this part. NT, you know, narrative. That was a very character-driven sort of story but there was cool action elements that would lend itself really well i think to be split up and narrative kind of has that same thing like um like rogue one to it where it's like yeah. you know it's it has to be character driven because the plot elements to it can't go anywhere else yeah right like you know exactly how the how the story has to go so the characters have to really sell it to you yeah um so yeah, that's I, I guess a great example of. But you know what's interesting though? It's so so it's like Witch from Mercury. The first part, first season is going to be out, which apparently is just twelve episodes, which I don't know if that's true. But then there's going to be these four episode cuts of these movies, and then uh, Witch from Mercury second season, 
which again, I did I hear it was a uh, 12 episode um yeah, I don't know. It would be oh. Let's see. First So there's this C O U R word. I don't even dare say it. I don't know what it is, but it's like season. Yeah, it's 12 hmm. each one. So it's going to be a shorter series. It's interesting that they've already kind of um, broken it up that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, th th that's the shortest I think they've had of a regular airing, like, Gundam show, right? Because IBO was before this, and that w was that 50? Um, I don't think IBO hit 50, did it? Um, oh. Well, Thunderbolt definitely didn't. You know, December Sky and Bandit well, Flower yeah. were both kind of shorter seasons. Yeah, there was like two movies, pretty much, mm -hmm. yeah. Huh. But uh, oh, but I mean, hey, so big shout out to uh, BJ Bochamp. Um, if you're you know in the market for Gundam manga, you know don't complain that there's no Gundam yeah. manga out there to read. Go to Xeonix Scanlations. This guy is like you know doing the Lord's work, translating you know hundreds of Gundam manga pages a day. <laughs> yeah, and there's an option to donate on the site, which would be yeah a good idea to do. And I think. He's been mainly working on Rebellion, which is like the 0083 story, but expanded upon, and Crossbone, um, so and cool. some other stuff. But yeah, I definitely need to get into Crossbone. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, the, lastly, what I wanted to talk about was in GBO2 this week, you can get the um, Gundam Delta Kai. So the MSN-001X Gundam Delta Kai. Don't know too much about this, Except it looks cool. It looks like the Zeta line of Gundams because it comes from that, technically. Um, I, are, when you look at, at it, Steven, are there any other mobile suit design elements you're seeing? Well, it's the um, it's essentially what the Hyakushiki was supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. um, ah. the, the Delta Gundam was the completed version of the Hyakushiki. The Delta Kai is the customized version of what the Delta Gundam was supposed to be. Uh. So it's kind of interesting that like in anime, the only thing we get is the Delta Plus and we're not quite right. sure where that comes from. Like what's the lineage of the Delta Plus? Um, and it all comes from this like weird variation that yeah. didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very interesting, and it says that it appears in the Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn game, which I had that on PS3, and I've been meaning to cover that for the channel, just haven't yet. Um, but then also Across the Sky, which I'm assuming is a, a manga, and then the MSV. Um, you know, kind of a typical uh, Delta-style Zeta-type Gundam, but it's got this Nitro system, so check this out. It's a new type injection trace reformed old type system. Okay, that's actually the name of it. The nitro system forcibly enhances a normal pilot into a cyber new type temporarily and causes the mobile suit to emit blue flames during the process, which sounds pretty cool. It improves the pilot's response time and allows the use of complicated fire control system as well as remote weaponry such as Delta Kai's fin funnels. However, the process of forcibly turning the pilot into a cyber new type involves rewriting the brain. And this causes the pilot's personality to become an unusually aggressive uh, and unstable, which is common with all that stuff. Yeah. Hades, Exam, yeah. Nitro, NTD. 
Yeah. Stop messing with your brains. Like this is <laughs> kids. This is your brain. This is your brain on cyber new type. <laughs> Although, you know what? I remember at first when I started seeing another program for manipulating brainwaves and then I was like, that's crazy. But the more I see, the more it makes sense to me that these, you know, corporations with a lot of money want to mess around with this technology and see what they can figure out. Um, yeah. And then and just, not some... just, you know, what, what's interesting is I think that they touch on that in Zeta a little bit is it's like, you know, yes, the there's military applications to the Saikamu um, technology, but there's civilian applications to that, too. Yeah. Like the idea that you could use brainwaves as a sort of short form radio. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that would be interesting. Although they're actually doing this for Richard Brinker, I was going to say you have this like, you know, uh, kind of private company create something and then the government comes in and, you know, um, I'll like have that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So some history, Anaheim, Anaheim Electronics, uh, especially, okay, I maybe I'm reading that wrong, converted one Delta Plus into the Delta Chi used by the Federation for testing the Nitro system and its weapons. It was fielded in a mock combat where it defeated the MSO-1 Delta Plus or MS-001A1 Delta Plus before encountering the sleeves. Despite the enemy's numbers, the abilities of the Nitro system instantly took out all units, even though the system is proven to be dangerous to the pilot. Soon after, the battle of the Delta Chi was transferred to Earth and was heavily modified into the land combat type Gundam Delta Chi. Man, this thing, it just keeps going. That looks sick. Um... Yeah, there's a beefy boy. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's pretty cool. Um, the one main thing is they always talk about the pilot. And they didn't, oh, known pilots. Here we go. I was about to say. Um, Rayer, Rude. Uh, I don't know. Just some more Gundam characters to learn about. Yep. Anyway. So yeah, that's the Delta Kai. That's pretty cool. There is a Gumpla of this available. It's on Amazon too. I've been thinking of grabbing it, but there's it's so a many. Pretty, pretty sweet looking suit. It definitely yeah. is much more eye catching than the Delta Plus, which is so drab in like the flat gray. You know what? That's that's a weird weird one because it seems awesome, but I don't really care about it outside of that. Like the gray, it's like <laughs> you don't really see mobile suits like that where it's like super like grounded you know what yeah. i mean um but anyway you know that's gonna be it for the show um today i hope you guys had fun there was a lot to talk about and it was really cool i saw the chat was active it's always great to see everyone in the chat um always appreciate it and you know steven thank you for being here it's always fun to have you here and you know for those thank that you. yeah for those that uh haven't yet check the description there's a bunch of cool links but Steven's YouTube um, is there. Check that out. Oh, we'll um, definitely be building some Verka. Don't you worry. Uh, that, yeah, that's going to be sweet. Yeah, there's some cool stuff we're actually customizing right now. I'm learning a lot about uh, Jumpla. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll talk later. Have a good weekend.